This should be fun! Family, don't end with blood. I regret this already. Hello! Nam idiot, see ya! Lilu Dallas Multipass. The things I do for love. I will never, ever turn my back on people who need me. Cartoon cartoons. You're the one everybody's talking about. <laughs> Be careful with Sandy Claus when you fetch it. You are not ready for so much excitement. Kidnap Mr. Sandy Claus? Today's episode features themes of mental health, and depression. Have fun! Hello! And welcome to Why Should I Watch That? I'm Myra. I'm, I'm Sam. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> and we all decided to assume each other's personalities today, both in real life and in podcast. Yes. It was a struggle. It was very weird. We it's... were on the struggle bus. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was late for once. I was 30 minutes early. I was not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> what a read! It's not wrong. It's not a read if it's right. Out yeah. of pocket. Out of, out of pocket, out of, out of the textbook. I know. Oh, I really did assume Myra's identity because guess who also didn't take notes this week? Oh, wow. Oh, shit. I was I, supposed to, You know what? It's not that I didn't take notes. I watched it while I was editing the last episode. I watched it while I was in Savannah and I didn't have the notebook. Yeah, well. Um, I'm not going to say when I watched it. That's okay. Did you I, watch it today? I, I just said I, I finished it while we were driving home from coffee. Okay. I, if you really must know, I, I, I sort of might have taken Sam's position as far as watching, because I watched it Monday, watched mm-hmm. it Wednesday, I watched it Thursday, So so you I watched, watched it, it today. How so many times offici- this week? The aficionado of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas has arrived. Uh, yeah. How many, so how many times, just for? This week? Uh-huh. This week? Uh-huh. <laughs> Just this week, from Sunday to today. Why, why are you gonna read her like that? She's I, doing her best. No, Six. <laughs> How many times this month, from the start of de- well, no, 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 don't let her bully you. How in many November? times in November? Yeah. I actually did not watch. Mm. Don't fucking <laughs> lie to me because earlier in this week it was November. My no, r- d- d- don't no. let her bully you. Hmm? I'm trying to think. Hold on. <laughs> That's not good. November, November, (laughs) once, because I watched it Monday, which is November 30th. Okay, okay. See? It's fine. Don't ask me October. How many times in October? (laughs) Why why do we gotta pull up receipts like this, y'all? Can't we just all be friends and do a podcast together? 50? (gasps) What? Y'all! No, no, no! 5-0-50. Yeah, I watched it at least once a day. Bruh, it, why do you have that phase? I just, I Comfort films okay. are comfort films. So, Nightmare Before Christmas is the kind of movie that I can put on the background. I've watched it so much, I've heard, I, and I, I literally put it before bed, because it puts me, not necessarily puts me to sleep, but the music and everything, I can be 
doing other stuff. And I usually put it when I'm cleaning. So I know what's going on so I don't have to look at the TV. Mm-hmm. But I can jam to it, okay? See, that's like a, that's how I said with fucking How to Train Your Dragon. I feel you, Myra. And I'm, I would never bully you over this. I'm not bullying. I'm just you don't have curious. To you don't, don't ask me how many times I've seen it this year. No, we're not going there. Oh, that's... If it's five zero in October alone, um, well, I also got Disney Plus, so that that affects my life a lot. That's a hundred percent fair. And welcome to the podcast. We've already done that. I know it's just been a. Tonight, uh, if you haven't figured it out, we are discussing Nightmare Before Christmas since it is wrong page what the fuck yeah, Some... you're in anastasia what the I, fuck it's from bruh that's last week yeah don't you're me wrong week <laughs> um i was technically some uh, i think uh tim burton himself said that this is technically a halloween movie but uh in pop culture people use it as both oh it's yeah a halloween movie and a christmas movie which is a perfect segue into the christmas season because it is neither halloween nor christmas or, or both, I guess. It's I both. I, it's can, both. I consider it both. Okay. It, it's a good segue into spooky season, which... From spooky season into festive season. Yeah, like, I know I know Thanksgiving happened, but, like, Halloween was the important okay, one. Okay, Thanksgiving, so. all we do is eat. I, I usually just call it Turkey Day. Or... it's the day of turkey. As I like to call it, political sparring day. Mm. Uh, that would be with your family, because we didn't... about it. My family didn't really politically spar it was more of um <clears throat> let's try to see if we burn no not even try to see if we burned the house down because we didn't do that this year my mom what? burned the pie this year oh, oh no that's a, that's a shame it is not the pie it, no listen okay the pie is like the best thing the though pie is the best thing and my mother's apple pie is unequivocally the best apple pie in existence that's nice for people who like apples. I'm sorry I, you have no I taste. I make a bum-ass pumpkin pie, okay? Okay, also, um, next week we're having hot chocolate. <gasps> oh, yes. We have to make because you, like, I have the... control of the kitchen. <laughs> you have con- Yes. I- oh, shit, my mom was gonna make hot chocolate. Maybe she did make it. I acquired her. a ring light. Because we're doing the thing next week, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are so... we gonna talk about the thing? I was gonna. I, I don't know. We Do we want to talk about it? The end. We'll talk about it at the end. We have a surprise at the end. We have a surprise. Yay! Bah, 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 bah. Okay. So. Yay! Okay. So let's just jump into it. Fucking read this shit. I know what I'm doing. Heck yeah! All right. The synopsis of. I almost said Five Nights at Freddy's. Fuck. Uh-huh. Um, the synopsis of Nightmare Before Christmas. The film follows the misadventures of Jack Skellington, Halloween Town's beloved pumpkin king, who has become bored with the same annual routine of frightening people in the real world. When Jack accidentally stumbles on Christmas Town, all bright colors and warm spirits, he gets a new lease on life. He plots to bring Christmas under his control by kidnapping Santa Claus and taking over the role. But Jack soon discovers even the best laid plans of mice and Skellington men can go seriously awry. That description's very dark. I mean, if you think about it, the movie's pretty dark. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I have I have notes about that. There's a song about kidnap the Santa Claus, throw away the, the key. key. It's literally about murder and torture. Yeah, I know. And I mean, literally, there's a line, Jack will turn us black and green. 
So, directed by Henry Selleck, produced by Tim Burton and Denise DeNovi, Denise DeNovi, screenplay, he didn't even write it, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, Screenplay by Caroline Thompson, adaptation by Michael McDowell, story by Tim Burton, uh, characters based on characters by Tim Burton uh, starring Danny Elfman Chris Sanderson uh, Catherine O'Hara William Hickey that is such an unfortunate name oh no Um, why do we keep picking movies with (laughs) unfortunate names I think some actors just I think some actors just um, mm. didn't think to change their names before they got professional. <coughs> um, they could have thought it was unique. Everyone knows what a hickey is. Maybe that's what they changed it to. Bad professional decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, Glenn Shaddix, Paul Rubens, Ken Page, Ed Ivory, uh, the music was written by Danny Elfman. Cinematography by Pete Kovacic. Um, and then edited by Stan Webb. There are a bunch of animators. And it's produced by Touchstone, but it was really produced by Disney. So there's that. Um, fun tidbits. Um, t- the original story comes from a poem that Tim Burton wrote that was a three-page poem. Uh, he got the inspiration from seeing a um, store go from uh, the Halloween decorations to Christmas decorations. Um, it later did get turned into, I don't know if it's considered a Christmas book or a Halloween book, but it got written... It- got transformed into a kid's book um obviously there's also the the awesome sound i think it's an awesome soundtrack i don't know about you guys i think it is um as far as easter eggs go obviously disney did not want its name on this film to begin with because it's so dark once it became popular disney said oh we did that so disney put it in put in their name um with that there is a lot of shots uh like shout outs to tim burton danny elfman who's actually the the person that wrote the songs fun fact he finished the score for the movie way before the the actual screenplay was done so Hmm. yeah neat um he in the film you see uh the giant snake that is eating a tree. That is a callback to Tim Burton's film of Beetlejuice, which you've got the giant uh, snake, striped snake that comes and attacks them. Um, you also have um, Danny Elfman's face in the film, which is inside a, the guitar. And he's, mm. yeah, it's creepy looking face it really is i'm i'm sorry danny elfman if that's really how you look honey you need some help <laughs> i'm 
sorry, but his face is just like so scary. So inspired. He has a great we voice. Look up a picture of him later. Hold on, hold on. Um. Also, you have obviously um a lot of art references, which you have in the cemetery uh, when Jack is singing in between two uh, statues. One of them, it. Oh. Oh, it is that All right, bad. we looked up a picture. It, it's bad. I'm very sorry. He okay. He looks like if you took um, what's his name? Chucky. Um, no, no, no. I don't know what that is. Um, the guy who played the mask. I fucking forgot his name. Uh, Jay. Jim. Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. Jim he Carrey. looks like if you took Jim Carrey's face, made it out of chewed bubble gum, and then took out all melanin. No melanin. None at all. Jim Carrey's white, I know, but like this man, this man is shiny. Oh, he's basically translucent. Oh no, he's unpleasant to look at. Is it better? Uh, he with looks the like shade? a super villain right there. No, right there in the middle, slightly to the left. Oh, that one is. He looks like a super villain. Yeah, he's scary. You want to know what he reminds me of? It. Ooh. He reminds me of the clown. Pennywise. Yep. Pennywise. He reminds um, me of the doctor from this movie. Oh, he does. Um, okay. So Extremely talented. Very well uh, done with the score. Better behind the mic. <laughs> yes. Um, you also have, obviously, you have a couple Mickeys here and there. Um, in the entrance scene, when um, you see the pumpkins, there's a pumpkin a couple pumpkins that make up a Mickey Mouse. There's also a Mickey Mouse ornament of the Mickey Mouse ears, whatever, um, in the Christmas tree that Jack has in his um, home. You also have, obviously, Tim Burton's interpretation of Mickey and Donald when the two children uh, receive a mouse-looking doll and a duck that oh, the, has the one with the wings and like the the bullet holes. The duck has the bullet holes. Mm -hmm. The the mouse does not have wings. It just has a cape. Oh. Yeah. Um so as well as the boy and little girl that open those gifts have Donald and Mickey pajamas. <clears throat> you also have the Pixar ball in the background of Jim of Jack's house. Um, and another one that I don't think I mentioned earlier, but um, the mayor is supposed to represent the two faces of people who are in uh, politics. How one face you see this nice, happy face, and on the other one it's like this, like, fucked up face. So that they are the two-faced politicians, pretty much. Um I'm trying to remember. You also see the mayor who shows Jack's plans for next year's Halloween. There is a bat that looks like the Batman sign and a cat. So at the time, Tim Burton was directing one of the Batman movies, which is the one, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one with um, Michelle Pfeiffer playing as the cat lady. Batnips? Is it George Clooney Batnips? No. It's the one with um, Michelle Pfeiffer. There are 
bat nipples when George Clooney plays. Yes, it is. No, that's the Batman, Batman and Robin movie. No, 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 this is a controversy that is legitimate, and I'm not just making it's it up. It's true. This is the second episode in a row we've brought up this fucking Batman series. Are you good? No, 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 it's different. When George Clooney plays... It's different, guys. <laughs> plays the Batman. But it's not all, that one. All of the, all of the ones... All of the suits, all of the male suits, only the male suits, have nipples. Yes, okay, but it's not okay. its not that one. It's um, the one with Michelle Pfeiffer. And the penguin? Yeah, and the penguin. I think it's not Batman Returns. That's the one with um, George Clooney. He did a couple of films. Um, uh, Y'all, it's probably just called Batman. No, it has an actual name. Batman Returns? Batman Forever. Try Batman Forever. Oh, no. Batman Returns. It is Batman Returns. There you go. Um, he was directing Batman Returns, and so you have the bat and the cat for Catwoman and Batman sign. Um, you also the uh, there's one more. Okay. Oh, I forgot I that there was weird sexual tension in this between Catwoman and Penguin. Ew. Yeah, it it's weird. Gross. It was it was not the greatest. And the last one that I have is a homage that they played to or he played himself to himself, Danny Elfman. Um the line that says um try, hold on. I have it pulled up. Because <laughs> I don't want to fuck it up. You have rights. Well, she's looking Todoroki's uh, make fucked. I knew he would be. Yeah, but... he basically got hugged by his insane brother. And guess what his insane brother is doing? He's having a little barbecue. A oh. little brother barbecue. Oh, no. I'll, it'll be cut out. Don't worry. Okay. Um, so, Danny Elfman, in the opening um, number, um, he puts an homage to his old band by putting the name of one of their songs, which is Tender Lumpkins. So, the... the part is where tender, tender lumpkins everywhere left no fun without a good scare yep so that is a uh, homage to his old band but that's you know the fun little tidbits there's a lot more but i thought those were fun yeah um so there's a a couple of different themes throughout the entire movie uh, one of them being identity and how you view yourself and I would even go as far to say mental health. You couldn't possibly be in the actual midlife crisis that Jack goes through throughout the entire movie, do you? I, I do, actually. Or the depression that he goes through. Yeah, he and Sally. Yeah. Okay, I have thoughts on Sally. Oh, I, ha- I also have thoughts on Sally. Um, do, do we want to talk about her attempting to murder the doctor dude it's multiple not times like he flat out says the deadly nightshade only kind of knocked him out for a little bit she's yeah. not trying to murder him she's just trying to sneak out she keeps trying to snuck she uh, is she knock- is drugging him oh yeah she's she is purposely drugging him but she's not trying to kill him no also the okay i have a theory on this sally i feel like she has um an issue and I, I will allow you to say your piece in a moment. This is this is just me. I, Sam is making a face. I know it. <laughs> I'm just curious <laughs> to see where you're going with this. So 
uh, we we know Sally to be a patchwork human of humanoid of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is not biological in nature. She is artificially created. Her guts are leaves. We get it, okay? From the way that the doctor, professor, whatever, um, speaks about her, it seems like she might not be complete. Like, the re- his reasoning for wanting her to stay inside is you're not ready for this level of excitement. Which, to me, read as your fake heart could stop at any moment if too much adrenaline hits it. And I'm just trying to keep you alive. But she's got a case of Ariel syndrome mm. and thinks that she's an adult now after six and a half days of life. That's not a real number. And <laughs> and thinks that she's big enough and old enough to go do whatever she wants. And probably does not yet have the capacity to be like, hmm, I might die. Mm-hmm. But I will note, on that same vein, she does a very good job of keeping herself calm the entire time. So I would have liked a little bit more insight into exactly what her story is. Yeah. Okay, so my whole thing with Sally is she feels like an extremely underdeveloped character. Yes. It. She definitely had a lot of potential, but definitely fell short. I would have liked to see Sally's song earlier in the film. <coughs> um... Because it feels much more like, I have a crush on this, this is a new fresh crush that I've developed, um, and I don't know what to do with my romantic feelings, versus I've actually developed a relationship, a friendship with Jack now, because at this point they've kind of talked a little bit and they're working together, and there's a lot of implied off-screen conversation in this film, which I'm Mm -hmm. not a huge fan of in, in film, but... Anyway, um, she feels very much like a petulant teenager just trying to sneak out and find her and and be with her terrorist of a crush, because that's what Jack is, in case you're curious. What? He's a a terrorist. I would not say that. He literally terrorizes multiple countries in the film so much so that they mobilize the military okay if you are going to use the word terrorist terrorists actively choose to cause harm on purpose okay so what word would you like to use to menace menace okay I would not use the word terrorist because that makes it sound like he flat out sought out to call. He thought that he was giving the kids and everyone a good holiday season. I I would call him a narcissist. Yeah. Yeah, okay. like a narcissist. Because it, it's all about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, playing off of what you both said, as far as Sally goes, mm-hmm. for me... Sally, I I think she is an underdeveloped character. I would have really liked to see more of how she came to be. As far as how the professor, I felt more of, I don't want you to go out because I made you. I have control of you. I know what's right for you. You don't have a personality because I didn't give it to you. So that's more what I felt with Sally. I would agree. I didn't. That's fair. I, Sally, I think the professor's scared that Sally's gonna go out and leave him, 
and that's what he didn't want because even further in the movie you see, when he makes his second mate he gives them half his brain right mm-hmm. so they would be of the same mind yeah, yeah so that they wouldn't want to leave him that's fair i guess in uh i guess like i was kind of seeing it more from like a scientific standpoint but i could totally see that that that, that vibe does track yeah, and I mean, as as far as a scientific standpoint, yeah, she could potentially, I mean, you see her fall apart mm-hmm. several times in the movie. I mean, she jumps and she has to sew herself back together. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, she's not fully stable to be... I guess, like, I, the, the, the reason I, I'm, like, soft disagreeing, and soft, because I, I, I see where you're coming from and I can vibe with it. The, the one thing that's kind of got me, like, hmm, he... He definitely could have made a replacement for her at any point. So if he if he really did if he really was sick of her and he really did want to create a new person that would just listen to him all the time, he could have just done that. I guess from from my because pe- he does he does eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, from my point of view, she was not complete yet. So the way I read that is like he he wanted someone to take care of him and to maybe potentially be a romantic partner. She felt more like a granddaughter. Because, well, initially, like, Sally definitely feels like either, like, a child or a granddaughter or, you know... In his eyes, yeah. In his eyes. Someone to look after him, someone to take care of him, someone to cook and clean and do the necessary Mm -hmm. things. Um, But he... I do agree with you. She does kind of feel unfinished. Like, there were upgrades to be had. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I... I sorry, I just Mike. did the same thing. <laughs> it's your turn now. I, I kind of agree with both of you in the sense of, yes, I do think she has upgrades that never happen. But also, the reason he didn't want her going outside is because it felt like he wanted to control her worldview and her perception of the world. Mm-hmm. So, and her going out would have her form her own opinions. I agree with both of you. Um, so, one of the reasons this movie, and like I said, I've seen this movie a lot. I've seen it. I've seen it a lot since I was a child. Like growing up and being, and I mean, you guys know my history. I'm not going to go into detail, but. To me, Sally spoke a lot to me, especially with her relationship with the professor, because it feels like the professor didn't want to complete her, because if he completes her, he's already seen that she has a mind of her own. If he completes her, she can leave, and he can't control her anymore. And at that yeah. point, he all he wants is that control. And finally, I think what made him realize that he can't control Sally is when he loses her the last time, he cannot find her mm-hmm. until it's too late. And then he's like, well, you know what? I can't control you. Does he even find her again in the rest of the film? He technically does see her again, but by the time he sees her again, he has his other control. Mm-hmm. Uh, controllable other thing controllable thing that's so, fair so you know what i'm gonna are, do you have anything else um i was just gonna say this the reason this <clears throat> film has always spoke, spoke to me is because it has a lot of depression aspects and oh, yeah. um also 
without being there, abuse. Because Sally's relationship with the professor is one of major abuse. The man locks her up. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's that's okay. something to me that's... I have a thing. Go ahead. I have one thing. So, I just realized what it reminds me of. That one episode of Over the Garden Wall with the witch that they thought was taking control of the girl, but the girl was actually the issue. That's kind of the vibe that it was giving me. Okay. Yeah, I could I could see that from yeah. a certain And I I'm not I'm not pushing it or anything. I just remembered that I not remembered. I realized that. So, Fun fact. Rock fact. Rock fact. Rock fact. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, absolutely. The doctor is a thousand percent abusive. Yeah. And it's really interesting because the implication of this is that everyone knows Sally belongs to, with, the, professor. to the professor. Mm-hmm. Is living with the professor. However we want to phrase that. I mean, do they? Because when Jack goes and visits, he literally doesn't notice if she's there or not. I, I'm chalking that up to Jack being an absolute dumbass. I'm also chalking... And a hyperfixated dick. Narcissist. Yeah. Well, yes, a narcissist. But I'm also thinking about it as... If you're coming over to talk... Let, let's say you're going over to your friend's house um, to talk to your friend... You're not going to go, hey, what's your parents? Well, okay, I guess what I meant more by that is, like, the professor is someone who needs to be cared for. And to go visit your friend who has a in-home caretaker. You would check where the caretaker is. You'd be like, where the fuck is your soup, bitch? Hello? (laughs) Yeah. Where the fuck is your soup, bitch? Yeah, I would definitely say then that, yeah, Jack is... Well, Jack is a narcissist. Yeah, Jack is a narcissist. He's not going to notice. There's no about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I chalk that moment up to Jack being super hyper fixated on his new obsession. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's fair. But, yeah. So do we want to jump over to Jack? Mm, We Uh, can open that can of Oogie Boogie Worms if we want to. Oh, we got so much to talk about. Jack. Um, So Jack isn't a good person. He's super not. He... So and not in like the spooky ooh Halloween way that you would expect. He's just not a good he's just person. Not a decent person. He people who say Sally and Jack are their OTPs give me the same vibe as people who say uh, Harley, Harley Quinn, and, yeah. and, and Joker are their OTPs. Because here's the thing: Sally literally throws herself out a window for him, for him, and has to stitch herself back together. And then goes and makes sure that he doesn't starve himself while working on his current hyperfixation. Mm-hmm. I mean, can um, a, wait, can a, can a skeleton starve? She gives him, like, a fishbone and, like, wine and shit. Okay. Yeah. That's fair, I guess. So, I, I guess the implication is that Jack eats. Okay. Um, he needs more calcium for his calcium. Yeah, so I guess he yeah. can calcium consume while more calcium. calcium. Yeah, calcium, yeah. calcium. Uh, <laughs> But then he's all like, it takes him until the very end of the movie after she literally almost dies twice mm-hmm. <laughs> to be like, oh, hey, you're kind of neat. Yeah, I feel like, no, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I feel like Sally is um, the unspoken main character of the show. Oh, because, like, if anything, Jack is the antagonist. <laughs> Think about it. The entire movie is Jack going, I will cause chaos. And Sally going, you're kind of cute. Can you not do that? And he go, his, him going, no, no, no. 
Chaos. Chaos. Oh, no. Hey, and guys. And then he, <laughs> the very end, she goes, I'm going to try and stop the chaos by saving the fat man. And then the chaos gremlin comes back and is like, maybe I'm good? I haven't decided yet. It's, it's, um, it's Heather's with less murder, and JD actually has character development instead of mass murdering. Uh, tell tell me it's not, it's not Victoria not. and whatever. Is that her name? It's not. So, Veronica. 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 I knew it was a V name. Veronica and... You can't steal my shtick! Get the fuck off my <laughs> shtick, both of you! <laughs> I have one shtick and you're both taking it! Veronica, it, it gives me two Veronica and, and JD vibes. Eh. Yeah. If you watered down that play and then suddenly went in the middle of watering it down, hey, you know what would be cool? If we made it holiday themed. <laughs> and then can we just use Santa as an allegory for the entirety of the student body? <laughs> I guess you could stretch it in a direction towards Heather's. No. But I soft disagree. No, and by soft disagree, I mean like Ublick uh, uh, kind of soft. So so, <laughs> what I meant was Jack and Sally's relationship versus Veronica and JD's relationship. No, because no, like... Veronica has development. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, okay, why doesn't <laughs> Sally get development? I wish she would. Also, yeah. can we elaborate on the fact that she literally has a premonition... And nobody fucking talks about it. She tells literally no one except Jack, and Jack goes, eh, that's not a big deal. Honestly, I think, now this is going back to the whole abuse idea. Because if you really notice, the only other person that she interacts with is Jack. So I have a a theory Mm -hmm. that the rest of the town has seen her with the professor, and they're like, she probably doesn't talk. Oh, they don't know may she I, can talk. May I add? Mm-hmm. Maybe the brain is new. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Yes. Well, obviously, Sally's supposed to be Frankenstein's monster. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, you sure. know, you can so pilot it, a body in so, this world without. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. <sighs> I think that would. That would make sense because <gasps> he didn't put his own brain. He gave her a, a somebody else's brain, giving her emotions that he cannot control. Can I add? Yes. Sure. He systematically uses half of his brain to pilot the body until he can find a suitable new brain to replace it with. Oh. Then taking his half brain back until he needs it again. And that's why... And see, that's why I think, because even when they're, when Sally goes, um, they're, you know, watching Jack and he goes, somebody has to help Jack and nobody pays attention to her. Mm -hmm. It gives me this sensation of Sally to this point, everybody thought she couldn't, um, talk. Yeah. Yeah. The only people that I think actually interact with her are the musicians. Yeah. And they interact with her in very small ways sort of like uh you make sounds and we follow the beat uh-huh i think i think it's interesting how um going going off of the musicians comment um they're always playing sally's theme yes whenever jack so despite how underdeveloped sally is and how underdeveloped their relationship is 
they the movie itself does a pretty good job of actually setting up the relationship from the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, the musicians are always playing Sally's theme. Uh, there are... There was another point. Oh, no. I slipped. It's gone. It's gone forever. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, you'll remember it's exactly yeah, yeah, 3.30 re- in the morning tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you'll and wake up in a cold sweat. And uh, I agree sour with cream. you. Like, sour cream! The way they set up the the relationship is very interesting. They said they they make it feel like this world is setting up their own rela- their relationship. Yeah. Now with Jack and Sally, I'll be honest, I am one of those supporters. I'm sorry, my girl, home skillet. But hey, re- hey, look me in the face and tell me that entire movie wasn't just fucking slow burn. Yes, I retract my. <laughs> I retract. I'm. I'm they sorry. They don't even kiss at the end. They're they just don't. Like, they do. They don't. No. They have a song together, but that's it. No, no, no. But like, hold on. Fan art. They have fan art of them of kissing. them kissing, and there's fan art of them and their kids. I literally finished this in my. I, how are they reproducing? Hold on. How are they reproducing? Because dude, Sally, I mean- Sally is a rag doll. And has no organs. She's a. She's literally. He's a, a fucking skeleton. What is he you think using? He doesn't have a boner. In his entire skeleton body. It's not actually a bone. It's a joke. Also, in some mammals, it is. Yes. Hyenas. You technically you can hit ha- break a man's others. dick. That's, I mean, yeah. I mean, there there's a joke of old school morticians who would lit like you have to crack the penis uh-huh. it, during uh they just hold hands yeah they just hold hands they never actually kiss what the fuck do you call that i really don't think that's right jack is on the wrong side no that's i can I settle will... this nope stop not literally it's fine i can cut it it's no big deal i already have to cut it he literally comes up that way Bruh, give me two seconds when I was watching it, it looked like a kiss. No, they hug. They hug. So they never actually kiss. <coughs> um, and the reason I, I am a supporter is because... Slow burn. So, well, yes, slow burn. We all know I like the slow burns. I'm sorry. Um, it's fine. But even though Jack is a narcissist, mm-hmm. there are times that he has these clarity moments. Because in part of it, him wanting to bring Christmas in is not necessarily just for him. He's trying to break the town from this systematic always doing the same thing. I feel like in in my in my brain, I feel like he found a fixation that fueled his desire to do different and then just went, "I know. I'll share my new hobby of biking with everyone I know." This yeah. is so great. I'll share my love of guitar with everyone I've met. Yeah, it literally felt like he was trying to spread his hyperfixation to have the town enable mm-hmm. him. Because up to this point, he is in an idealized... Um, Moment. Hi- like uh, He is a pillar of the community. Everyone worships him. We know mm-hmm. that from the, from the end of the opening song. Yeah. And so when... The most popular kid in school goes, let's obsess over Christmas. The entire popular crowd is going to obsess over Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it, it, like, he may have done it under the guise of, I want to spread joy. 
but he didn't really actually feel yeah joy apart from the very end and when he's in Christmas Town. Yeah. Yeah. Plus he um in in telling them all about Sandy Claus, um, he doesn't tell them to be like, Hey guys, look at this cool thing. It's literally he writes it like a um he writes his speech like a persuasive essay. I, I and he doesn't phrase it. it, it let, me, let, me, let me just finish my thought. I'm sorry. He doesn't phrase it as this is supposed to bring happiness and joy, and partly because he doesn't have the language to do so. But he doesn't say this isn't meant to scare either, which he does have the language for. Go my ahead. thought. So. At the beginning of the whole trying to persuade the town, Mm -hmm. he is trying to show this joy, this mystery, this look, guys, something different, something that we can do all together. It's Mm -hmm. look at this. And then he starts noticing the trail because you even you see it, him evolving through that speech because you have the whole, ooh, what's in there? Is it a rotten foot? Is it? And then he starts realizing, okay, they want something that tracks with what they're used to. Mm-hmm. And that's why he ends up with, and they call him Sandy Claus. I mean, okay. But when he comes out of the bag, he's genuinely surprised that Santa Claus doesn't have claws. Because he didn't actually see him. Well, okay. He does, he is sitting in his house at one point, surrounded by books, which I am assuming are from Halloween Town, about Santa. So... Let's think about all of the Santas we've seen during Halloween. Yeah, they're, they're scary. And I... But so I guess, I guess my point is the, the picture of Sandy, Santa Claus that he'd seen in a textbook from Halloween Town might have been Sandy Claus with claws. Yeah. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Oh. I just have a, I have a crackpot theory that I want to share okay. in a second. Um, so my one thought with that is also <clears throat> I think for him and because he realizes it later on in the the movie his not it's not necessarily fear but to him he realizes that the fear that he causes brings joy mm-hmm. which in in during, during halloween, halloween we all want to get scared we all want to be spooky we want it's a common thing mm-hmm. and it brings it brings a sense of satisfaction. Satisfaction. Yes, thank you. He just got super into cultural appropriation for a couple of minutes there. You good? Yes, I just needed to blow my nose. Hmm. Disgusting. Um, I know. So <laughs> that's also why I say when we said you said he was a terrorist because he scared all these people during Christmas. To me, it's not he scared people. Is his mentality is like scare brings joy right which in the right context it does yeah so he wanted to spread it and didn't realize that joy is different he's a well-meaning idiot yes so so i my crackpot theory jack isn't the first skeleton to try and steal christmas because when they rescue santa claus um he snatches his hat back and goes, oh, skeletons. Making the implication that another skeleton at some point 
has tried to steal Christmas. Or at the very least, he has a history with skeletons. Yeah. I think it'd be funny if, like, someone, some random human has some skeleton, has, like, some holiday stuff still up from Halloween when mm-hmm. he shows up, and that skeleton's like, hey, man, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> and Santa's like, dude, I'm doing my job. You're not even supposed to be here. And the skeleton's like, nah, man, I gotta spook ya. <laughs> I gotta spook ya. Come back here. That, that's a gay's house. I mean, well, if this was in the 90s. We weren't allowed to do that yet. Oh, that's yeah. right. Um, also, there's a- Also, this is from the fucking 90s. I thought it was mid-thousands. That's all. I, I, I think there's an entire, like, collection of skeletons, sentient skeletons, that we just don't see. Because during Oogie Boogie's song, he has, you know, these skeletons he's torturing during his song- and and they act as his back background singers, but uh, yeah, there might be more sentient skeletons running around Halloween Town. Oh, go ahead. Are you sure you don't have anything to add? Because yeah. I have a crackpot theory. Oh, I have a lot, but we could go to yours first. Okay. I have a crackpot theory. Excellent. Every single person in Halloween Town is someone from the human world that has died. And ah, uh, the, go, the go. face you made is promising. And the only way for a new pumpkin king to appear is for some human who's really scary to die. So are you saying that he's, like, a serial killer? I'm saying he's Ted Bundy. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) He's Ted Bundy without the memories? Oh, yeah, you can't, you don't have a brain anymore. You don't have memories. So... But, like, uh, hold on, let let me add on to this real quick. So, in, in that same vein... All of the characters, and this also, we can talk about this in a little bit, but it also feeds into Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're three bullies that got what was served to them and did not learn their fucking lesson in the oh, afterlife. God, no, they didn't. No. I mean, and they're literally working for the biggest bully in yeah. town. So my crackpot theory is the entire premise of this world. When you die, you go to your favorite holidays afterlife, which is why I, wasn't Ireland, or sorry, wasn't I, uh What's it fucking called? Wasn't St. Patrick's Day an option? Yes. St. Patrick's Day yeah. was an option. Yeah, so that's why St. Patrick's Day would be an option, because some people just fucking love St. Patrick's Day. I'm done. Go ahead. Okay. So, my crackpot theory. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, it is an afterlife. Ooh. But I it's knew this di- would be spicy. Uh, it's a different kind of afterlife. All right. So, not necessarily you go into your favorite holiday. So... I just... Can I add on to mine for yes. one second? I'm gonna substitute... Either they are real people who were bad and spooky, or they are um, haunted house actors who died, and the, their passion for working the haunted house carried on into their afterlife. That's all I'm adding to mine. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So, my crockpot theory, mm-hmm. particularly with Jack, and this goes back to a couple of films that have... Um, Two very similar characters. Oh no! So Frank and Winnie. I don't know if you guys have seen yes. it. Yes. No. It's subpar at best. Yeah. I, I, it's, uh, it's all right. It's <laughs> I'm not sorry. The... I'm, you're gonna look at me. You're no. gonna tell me that I'm no, wrong. I don't know what it is. When you said that, and Myra went, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not the best. But the main character, a little boy, similar facial features to another character, and a dog. I don't like where you're going, going with this. Moving no. on, 30 years later, mm. we have Corpse Ride. Main character. Mm. 
similar facial features to a very narcissistic Jack and a dog who is made out of bones at this moment. So are you saying that the Tim Burton verse is just all connected and in different stages of life? Or on life? Yes. But I think the reason that Halloween Town exists is after you've served some time in a certain afterlife, they start going how you forget who you are. Because if mm. we go into the um, Corpse Bride, going with my theory here. Sure. In Corpse Bride, everybody still remembers who they were alive. Correct. Going into... Um, the Night- Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas. At this point, Spot er, is a ghost. Like, he's literally uh... dust. All he is is dust. He's no longer even bones. Mm-hmm. Jack still knows his dog, but honestly has no memory of his life as a human. So why would some skeletons go to Halloween Town versus... In Corpse Bride, just being like, I'm me, but dead. With- I'll tell you why. Oh. Purgatory. Exactly. You still remember who you are in Purgatory. Once you pass that point, depending on how you were in real life, you move on into... Because so- it- Corpse Bride, Victor, is very meek, very, I can't do my own thing, I, my, I have to follow my parents' rules, I have to... <sighs> He's got the Vanya syndrome. Yes. Jack, he forgets all of that. He's free to do his thing. He's free to... So it's Halloween Town, heaven or hell. It depends on how you feel. Yes. I agree 100%. Depends on how you feel. Because... I guess, okay, if... Let me put it this way. If you, Sam, were a very bad human, and this happened to you, and you go through all the steps, mm-hmm. um, you would be put in Christmas Town Because you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. I will think for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You would hate Christmas Town. Yeah. However, but... in the same scenario, if you were a really good human, a good, good human, uh, the, the um, allegory... Uh, spaghetti monster in the sky would be like, hey, which one of these you want? I got another forest over here if you don't like these options. But, like, this is forest number one. I think these f- these four trees... There's more than four. Or whatever. There's gotta be more. Because it's oh. Easter, Christmas... Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, Valentine's. Oh, and St. Patrick's. And St. Oh, Patrick's fuck? That's a lot more than I thought there was. Yeah, so... I think, I think. that... That's fine. Thanksgiving? Did we Let's say Thanksgiving? Yes, so it's five. Um... Because the way you look at this this area where these trees are, it's mm-hmm. very mellow, very... I, I wouldn't say mellow, very... Serene. Serene, but at the same time, dark. Mm-hmm. You still have light, but it's dark. It's, like, spooky. So, what if... Uh... Valentine, St. Patrick, Easter, Independence Day... I love the firecracker. Oh, that's great. Let's just... Okay, so this is American hell. Got it. Got it. Right. So th- That was one thing I was like, they're saying these attacks are all over the world, but we're only seeing American 
cops yeah. and American reporters and American army and mm-hmm. obviously. But um, so my thought is it's a form of hell mm-hmm. where you would go to. Let's just say you're not good enough to make it to whatever your heaven is or whatever afterlife you believe in. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you still are good enough to continue. Is this hell for atheists? Or heaven for atheists. Or I would heaven. like to be a spooky monster for I would love but to be you one wouldn't of those really remember dramatic. That. I don't care. I would Okay, if some deity came down to me and, like, even without any of my memories and was like, hey, do you want to be a rad-ass vampire and, like, scare some kids once a year? I'd be like, uh, yes. 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 Sign me the fuck up. That is not a, that is not a I have decided that through life thing. That is a me thing. You want to give me cool superpowers and then tell me to, like, go spook kids, even if they're not big superpowers? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, That's why I like working haunts. And I think... It's fun. Yeah, I mean... I think it could be a good thing or a bad thing where you end up. It, I mean, for you, you could end up in Halloween Town since you prefer Halloween over Christmas. Christmas. See, so, my hell would be Independence Day. I fucking hate fireworks. So, like, but what I'm saying is, it it would be depending on how your personality and even like the spookiness of mm-hmm. the people. For instance, the mayor who's two faced. I really do feel like he was at one point a politician showing his two faces and now he's going through this. So this is his hell. Yes. Jack could be his. <laughs> I'm he- just an elected official. Sure. I can't make decisions <laughs> on my own. Exactly. And then Jack for Jack, it could potentially be his heaven because he's, on top of the world but what about sally sally i don't think sally is human though okay sally has no sally is a creation of this world entirely yes that that explains why she has almost a soulless kind of vibe to her it's not that she has no personality she's she's a full creation of this world because i mean if you look at every other person in this town everybody has a human like appearance except for sally Mm -hmm. sally's all put together yeah that's pretty fucked up though yeah i mean it i think it's a fun idea oh no 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 don't don't misunderstand it's fucked up in a fun way it's fucked up in a fun way although i also one last quick pot the crack pot theory came out eventually i can't hear that noise without thinking of the thing I'm sorry. The thing? Griffin. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Pinky Pink. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> if we're going on to the whole this is an afterlife, uh-huh. the way they look mm-hmm. could potentially, again, not pushing religion, but sin. I thought you were going to go with how they died. Yeah, no, same. how they died, but also potentially how they lived their lives. I so okay. the slimy muck man is just a slime ball. Yeah, may I? Mm-hmm. Pitch. I absolutely kinda... not. How dare you? Well, I'm gonna do it anyway. So go fuck yourself. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, I would like to. I love your idea. I would like to pitch that how they died might make more sense because. The vampires could have died of blood loss. Ooh. So now but they... what about the kid that looks like a bat? 
I'm I'm sorry. I don't actually know that kid. Uh, there's there's this child. There's this young child who has. Oh, giant... the kid on a leash. No, 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 no he's child... the best friend of the kid on the leash. There's a giant. There's a child who has giant back wi- bat wings. Okay, um, he got bit by a bat. You know they carry rabies, and they're the highest cause of rabies cases in the United States, right? Oh shit! Yeah. Done. <laughs> okay. The kid on a leash got into some kind of accident with his mom because his mom's carrying the fucking leash and she seems like a Karen, so... Oh, um, oh, the mom's a Karen. Yeah, they like, go. I'm sorry, the mom's a Karen. I mean, the guy <gasps> with the axe in his head. Sally died. And I know we already talked about her maybe being a part of this world, but let me pitch to you instead. Sally? Ooh. Mm, crackpot theory time. Okay. So the professor uses his brain in his creations until someone else dies that fits their... that fits his needs. His needs specifically are someone who has died during surgery. <gasps> I love it. Oh, that's so fucked up. So she is a part of this world, but she is literally a part of this world instead of created by it. She is a part of it the same way everyone else is just brought into it in a really weird way. Ooh, <clears throat> I like it. That's messed up. That means Jack starved. Or just died. I don't fucking know. He could have just died. And I mean, I agree with the you. The werewolf more... man got bit by a dog. Or attacked by a dog. Yeah. That's what I just yeah. said. No, but you just said bit. If he died by a dog, the dog has to bite at some point. I know, but like, a t- dog attack sounds a lot more like aggressive. lethal and aggressive than just, than just died bite. by a dog. I mean, people get bit by dogs all the time. Yeah, but this, I just said this guy specifically died. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Dog attack. No, but uh, yeah, that could be a good crapot theory too. Um, Mermaid died by drowning, or like the the yeah. monster in the lake. Yeah. So yeah. what about the witches? Mm. I feel poison. Like, yeah, either poison or some of them were on brooms, so like maybe Lanes? they died in a plane crash. <laughs> the professor died from inhaling his own fumes. Yes. Bad tracks. Oogie Boogie. Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh, Oogie Boogie. Boogie. Talk hold about on. characters that may be part okay. of the world organically. Okay, hold on. May I? Okay. Oogie Boogie got into a gambling issue with a, um, with a casino. A big one. Got sacked, literally, into a burlap sack. <gasps> killed. And then was left to rot. It explains the bugs, bugs, it explains the burlap, and it explains the... the Gambling. Gambling. That's all I got. And And the cheating. Yes, because he likes to cheat. Because he goes, ah, snake... He rolls more snake eyes than he does literally any number throughout the movie. And he keeps changing them. Yep. Eleven! (laughs) Yeah. Alright, that's all I got. So, Oogie Boogie being another... Interesting character. I love him so much. He is such a good vi- villain. Are we calling Jack the villain now? I mean, no, I Oogie Boogie's still the villain, technically. Yeah. yeah. For, for narrative purposes, Jack is not a villain. I, I would call I... him an anti villain at best. Yes. Anti hero, maybe? No, anti villain, no. because he's inadvertently driving driving the negative part of the plot. Uh-huh. Rather than inadvertently driving the positive part, which would uh-huh. end here would be. Ah. Uh-huh. Um. But, Oogie Boogie, mm-hmm. this man, first of all, my favorite scene to this day of this film 
is Jack, uh, not Jack, Jesus Christ, what other kid? I always forget their names. Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Yes. They're the only part of this movie that I super duper duper like. Wow. Lock, Shock, and Barrel. First of all, their names. I also, can I just say, Wait. I remembered all their names, and yeah. I consistently do. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. What, that came off really sarcastic, that wasn't intended to be. I was just genuinely impressed, because you remembered not just one, not two, but three relatively minor characters. Lock, Shock, and Barrel are the best part of this fucking movie. You can <laughs> yes. fight me over it. Y'all can have Oogie Boogie. I'm gonna take my three gre- gremlin so, children and leave. <laughs> they're mine too. Because they are my favorite characters. But I always thought it was interesting that they worked for Oogie Boogie. And if you pay attention to their names, fits with his gambling mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Lock. 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 Is it lock or luck? I thought it was lock. Hold on. Lock. Quick Google search. It might be lock. Uh, I always hear it. See, I thought it was the parts of a barrel. Lock. One of them is literally barrel. Yeah. Parts of a gun. Okay, that makes more sense. I I was going to say, are you thinking gun before you... I I don't want to make that drive for some snakes, man. No, we fly. I know. I just... I saw it again. Um, <laughs> no, you're probably right. Is it? I always hear it wrong, so just uh, lock. Here, shock we, we're sure barrel. on shock. Control F shock. Hey guys, welcome to the mid roll to the week. So, a quick apology uh, from Sam and I. Uh, we share kind of the responsibility of like making sure each other post shit on time. And neither of us caught the fact that we hadn't posted a hint this week. So, mm, we're very sorry. It will not be happening again. But we did get something up in time today, or yesterday, I mean, to have something to guess to. And it was a, it was one that was designed to be very hard to hopefully make some head scratches. So hopefully that went over well. I hope you guys are having a good official holiday season as uh, Nightmare Before Christmas has kicked off our holiday stuff, I guess you could say. Yeah, I don't really have any shout outs to do this week because no one got to guess it, unfortunately. Uh, Shout out to our test group that we kind of uh, bounce the pictures off of before testing. Uh, one of them could not guess it, and the other was like, I know exactly what it is, within like two seconds out of a random guess. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, hopefully you guys were able to guess it. Uh, we mentioned it at the end of the episode, but we do have a special thing in for this week. Uh, there won't be a hint at the end of the episode. Instead, it's just going to kind of fade out into nothingness. But keep an eye out on our YouTube, which we have now because we're going to have something cool going up there. Anyway, that's all I got. Have a good day. Be safe. Drink water. Yeah, enjoy the rest of the episode. Their names as a whole are derived from the wordplay of the phrase lock, stock, and barrel, a phrase meaning everything, which in turn was derived from the components of a musket. You're right, it's gun. Gun. Okay, so you were right. So I put out my gun. But I, the, what I find interesting that they're the, um, they're Oogie Boogie's henchmen, mm-hmm. which also, if we're going with, if we know they're a gun, they're literally Oogie Boogie's 
weapon. Yeah. I mean, he can't, it seems like he can't, he can't leave the spot he was buried in. Yes. Well, he can. His shadow can. Yeah. Because you see him as the shadow of the moon. He's like, he's like negative Peter Pan. Yes. (laughs) So he can't leave from under there, but he can, um, project himself Mm. in other places. Um, he, to me, those kids are the best characters. I love how little chaos gremlins they are. They're so well developed for so little screen time they Mm -hmm. have. They are. And I think I mentioned this earlier. They strike me as a gang of bullies that, like, went around a neighborhood terrorizing other kids on Halloween, got what was coming to them, and then in the afterlife went... Oh, we can but... keep doing that though, right? <laughs> okay, so what surprises me is Locke, the devil character, is considered the leader of the gang, which doesn't vibe with the movie at all. Mm. I mean, for me, it seemed so. Shock is the witch, and I thought, I don't know, they, they address them as Oogie Boogie's boys, but she is actually like confirmed female i mean yeah it's like uh in in the animaniacs they say the warner brothers even though dot's a girl that's fair they do sometimes add on and the warner sister dot but like still yeah yeah they typically just call them the warner brothers um what i do find interesting i i think you like what you're saying is that Locke is the leader but the way i see it is Locke is the leader he has this I'm the the head, but Shock goes, but this is how we should do it, because you can have control. Yeah, so you can think you have control, it's the, but... It's, it's like in, The man is the head of the household, but the woman is the neck that turns the head whichever way she or, wants. Or, or on High School Host Club, Tommy, he's an idiot. Kyoya controls everything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's the leader, but... Okay, 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 okay. He is is the perfect poster child for a leader. Yes. But that does not mean he is the one leading. (laughs) He's such a dumb bitch. Yes. Yeah, he's got some dumb bitch energy. But we still love him. Himbo. Himbo supreme. But yeah, I love those kids. The the whole kidnap this Santa Claus song, on point. It's fucked up for like... I know it's why I love it. <laughs> at most. Oh my god, yes. But they're like, let's poison him. Let's let's shoot him with a a cannon. Oh, let's... but le- I love that 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 whole segment. Let's shoot him with a cannon. And he goes, "Don't be an idiot. If we blow him up to smithereens, Jack has turned us black and green." I love that. Yeah. Which ooh for maybe. So Jack is. <coughs> this is. Maybe, I don't know. That's, never mind. Oh. Okay. So, <laughs> this is sorry. when you see that Jack is still above, like, they fear Jack above, above Oogie, Boogie. O- Oogie Boogie. And so what fucked up shit has Jack done? Well, if you, if you, if you remember when they bring back the wrong, um, head of, uh, Holiday, mm-hmm. aka the Easter Bunny, mm-hmm. they're like, trying they're like goofing around i'm like oh well bunny and to get them back on like business track he scares the shit out of them yeah he like pulls dead and i i realized this on the rewatch he doesn't have flesh 
He's a skeleton man. Correct. So basically, he took his bones, stretched them out to reveal rows upon rows of shark teeth. Uh-huh. Stretched his bones. Uh-huh. To reveal this maw of death and then just went, rah! And those kids correctly went, ah! ah! And I, <laughs> we're gonna go now. We're gonna fix what we did wrong. And, okay, something like, okay, I'll, I'll be done after this. Okie Boogie is scary in the way that someone's um, overly drunk, gambling addicted dad is. Mm-hmm. Jack is scary in the way of like, hey, so I'm, I have got a couple of nuts loose. I have a plan and you're getting in the way of it. And I don't really care if you're a kid or not. I'm the king. If I want you gone, you'll be gone. Yeah, that's some something that struck me, especially during like the planning scenes of Christmas, where Jack has commandeered Town Hall and is handing out assignments and everything. He values civility and politeness above everything. And when uh-huh. something breaks his, you know, code of civility, I'll just go with that. He turns into a murderous psychopath because he literally rips Oogie Boogie apart from the seams when he's like, how? And his objection is not that he tied his friends up and tried to kill them. His objection is that he treated them poorly. Ted Bundy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I agree with your whole thought that Jack has this whole mentality of civility and control and keeping things in order. These are the procedures that must be followed for every social interaction. And if something breaks those social interaction boundaries, watch out. Watch out. Mm-hmm. And you can see it also with the fact that after he scares the kids, he turns into this very polite, I'm so sorry. Please return him where he belongs. Mm-hmm. And apologize again. Yes. Like, you, and, and when he meets Santa Claus, he goes, he's very polite. He's very courteous to Santa. And he even says, please take care of him. Make sure he's comfortable. Make sure he's comfortable. I mean, obviously, he, with Oogie Boogie, he does disagree on the fact that he missed, excuse me mistreated his guests but it's also i think at that point is he told the kids to keep oogie boogie out of it yeah and he got his little paws into it so i know they show the kids at the end being all super chill and everything else and like being mischievous with the snow do you think he punished them after everything calmed down okay so if i may yeah those kids are pretty fucking smart for um, Chaos Gremlins because he, uh, oh, no. Um, what's his name? Jack? Fucking Jack. Jack. Did not see what we saw. He doesn't, correct me if I'm wrong, he doesn't know what, how Sandy Claus got down there. Mm-hmm. He just knows he did. So you think he's not, he doesn't know. I'm thinking that since Lockshock and Beryl were so, were doing so well for him, he has allowed his brain to go, no, they were behaving because they're afraid of me and they know better. 
That's even worse. Sort of like the idea, because especially with the whole... Which also explains why he took out all of his anger on Just Oogie Boogie. Yes. Um, Because he told the kids to take him somewhere comfortable. Mm -hmm. Obviously, to the kids, their comfortable space is their home. Mm -hmm. Their home is connected to Oogie Boogie. At that point, you could connect... If if you're Jack and think that the kids... Sorry, I hit the mic. You did. It was my turn. Um... (laughs) We've all done it. The circle is complete. <laughs> so at this point, the um, the kids went to watch the the um, take Christmas celebration. the Christmas celebration for him mm-hmm. to take off. So at that point, if you're Jack, and let's say you think these kids did everything you asked for, you can safely assume he thought Oogie Boogie took him from Sucked him from the from that tree house, and because he has he has the whole like Kirby. Yeah. Yes, sucked him into his. Sucked him into a game, Plus, sort of. Um, sorry, I'm adding on to yours. Um, I have played the Kingdom Hearts game where you fight the Oogie Boogie house, and I'm pretty sure Oogie Boogie like possesses the whole fucking house. Yes, the whole tree house. Even oh. in um, the Nightmare Before Christmas <clears throat> video game, mm-hmm. Oogie Boogie comes back. And he possesses the whole building he's in. Mm-hmm. He doesn't necessarily just possess... His basement? His mm-hmm. basement. Wherever he goes, he controls the surroundings. Yeah. So that tracks. So he's a dragon. No. No. No, I... But he's he, a, like a um, poltergeist. Yes. There we go, that's a better... You I just, was just thinking... said dragon. I was like, hello? No, because dragons can impact... Um, their surroundings. Their layers. Yeah. Yeah. They have oh, elements. They can take, okay, no, this is this they is have not layer like, actions. It's, no. it's it's not a layer action. He is the layer. Yes. Yeah, so it's much more poltergeist. If you wanted to make a treehouse dragon, then yes. I mean sure. And then take off its wings and then plant its feet in the ground. And then also take away its fire breath and limbs. You could have a bug breath. Corruption breath? Corruption, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, so um, basically he's an acid dragon. <coughs> So, but yeah. Anyway, bad analogy. <laughs> He's uh, very much so going with that. And and the fact that Sally goes, where did they put the Santa Claus? She goes to the treehouse and then goes down. Yeah. So that's when you see, okay, she realizes Oogie Boogie got him somehow. Mm-hmm. Doesn't know how. And now she's like, okay, I know what he's capable of. Let's get, let's release him. Mm-hmm. And I, I really wish Sally had more development. The oh more God. we talk about her, the more I'm like, wow, she was so vocally yeah. underutilized. She was such a critical character in this movie, and they did not give her the justice that they should have. I think she should have been the main focal point of the yeah. movie. I will say this. Um, the scene where she's desperately trying to get um, Jack to listen to her over and over and over again and he's just like of course it's gonna be fine the the, the design's right here look at my santa outfit and she's like him taking everything she says as like shut the fuck up i'm talking about a santa outfit but like he knows literally no i don't i don't really think he does on the surface like because she's not outright saying shut the fuck up and listen to me she's just like saying things that miscommunication was fun yeah and i kind of wish we got more of it and I think at that part, because you, at that point, you realize that Jack and Sally do have some sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this goes back to the whole idea that 
that at one point she didn't have the brain she has now. Uh-huh. The mental capacity she has now. Sure. So Jack has probably interacted with her knowing that her mental capacity is not as high as it is. So he's not putting as much attention. And then And I think Sally also doesn't have the experience of asserting her dominance. Her her dominance and her position. Personhood. Her personhood. Yeah. yeah. Because if we're if we're going with the assumption that she didn't always have the brain brain her Learning to assert your position in a conversation where someone doesn't necessarily want to ignore you or your position, but is hyper-focused on an element of the conversation that you're not trying to make a point of, is a skill that is learned. Yeah. And so, with us assuming that she is a young soul, a young brain, she just may not have the language or development to do that i mean in adding to that when she gives jack the bottle of wine i am assuming and drink of sorts and the fish when he opens the cork a halloweeny thing does not pop out a butterfly does uh-huh and who who is who who in halloween town who is known and established there would think yeah, butterflies. Only someone new would do that. Yeah. So it makes sense. It tracks. Yes, yeah, it tracks. But, yeah, I just... So I, you know, <clears throat> with the whole Sally thing. But I also think we... Um, going back with Jack, mm-hmm. his depression is such a pivotal thing in this movie. <clears throat> it, it's very relatable. Okay. I would be willing to pose the counter that it's not necessarily just depression. It feels like burnout. Yeah. Well, I'm not just saying de- just depression. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with you. It's like a, it's a depression caused by the repetition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depression caused by burnout. Yeah. Really. Exactly. Because yeah. um, he's he's to the point that he's like. I do this every year. I'm the same person every year. It's the same story every year. We do the same thing every, every year. year. There's no... Like, the plans that the mayor holds up look so old. Yes. They look yellowed. And, I mean, yeah, that's maybe the artistic choice of, you know... It could also be the, the paper. Yeah, the, it could also be the team. Also the team... Also the town um, looks very old inspired and sure but but for me like <clears throat> it doesn't look like new plants it doesn't look like new plants yeah for him to have them drawn up literally the next morning there's They're probably very plans. little variation no, I, I, do. I need one please oh i'm sorry yeah so i feel like it's very much um the, they do the same thing, and the plans are always the same. Everything is the same. So at this point, Jack is getting burnt out, and he's getting into this depression because he's burnt out. He he's literally like, I has need something different. No creative outlet. Yeah. And, I mean, I think all of us have been there at some point. If, oh, definitely. If you have no freedom of expression or creation in your life, you it get depressed. boring fast. Yeah. 
And I mean, obviously, there's other mental issues going on here because he yeah. once oh, he once he gets into this whole Christmas thing, he like you said earlier, he hyper fixates oh, on. God, yeah. I have to capture this moment of joy I had when I first like, ran into it. I don't even know if it's necessarily the joy he's chasing after. I think literally what happened, he he was in this rut of same, 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 and he found this thing that's all new. Like the song, what's this? It's him discovering different things. And I don't even think he gives two shits about um, what they mean what they mean or what they feel that's why I, earlier i said cultural appropriation but like holiday version because he, he he basically he's tired of hearing about all the american shit and then he finds out that like fucking uh Europe. england is a thing and goes shit i'm gonna act like i'm european now pish posh and biscuits but like on a um on a holiday scale instead of focusing on like hey I'm going to approach this calmly and rationally and be like, talk to people. Because he's not afraid to talk to people. And, <clears throat> like, instead of finding out more about this thing and learning about it, he sees the surface level and goes, look at all of this new stuff. I'm just going to take it and I'm going to do everything I can with it. So he takes it back home and he focuses on just this new stuff. And it's not even, I don't think he's focusing because it's, because it's spooky, because it's not spooky. I don't think he, I don't think he cares. It's just new. Yeah, and I would agree with that because when you <clears throat> see him build his Christmas, mm -hmm. it's still very spooky. It's still yeah. very Halloween. It's literally just Christmas flavored Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, he he never makes a conscious effort to try and make it something else. It, he he tries to kind of explain. Like, yeah, maybe not, like, feet, but if you want to put bugs in it, you know? Like, yeah. it's, he, he doesn't really care about turning it into Actual Christmas. Christmas. He cares about doing Halloween in a different way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. So he changes the date. He basically changes the skin of Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that also tracks with the fact that he doesn't, because when Sally tries to warn him and Sally tries to be like, hey, maybe it's not the right way you're doing it. Maybe you should try to, you know, fix this. She even reminds him. He's, she's like, but, dude, you are the pumpkin king. This is who you are. These are your roots. This is your base. And he's like, <laughs> I'm not that anymore. Silly girl. Yeah, and I mean, and definitely you realize that he's been going through this depression, this mm -hmm. problem, and he realizes it himself. Because I think throughout the whole movie, he doesn't realize that he was depressed, that he was in a rut, that he was having these issues until you see him literally hit rock bottom he literally gets blown the fuck up he gets blown to smithereens <laughs> yeah honestly now, honestly the graveyard scene is my favorite mm -hmm. it's i it's such a relatable moment because i would say he almost verges on mania with ooh. how obsessed he gets yes with verges I, I didn't. I, it, I mean, these are technical <laughs> terms, and I don't want to just like fling them. No, it, it's a fictional note. character. I'm. I think it's okay. We're not actual psychologists. We don't have degrees no. or no. anything like that. We just have our own personal experiences, and 
Yeah. Yes. And textbooks and Google. I, I used to read textbooks for fun. I, um, um, I'm just but depression's but real, so... He, yeah. he gets really depressed, and we see that. And he's probably been depressed since before the start of the movie. And I think you're right on that because you, when you see his opening, his opening song, not the film opening song, but Jack's opening song, you feel that depression in him, mm-hmm. and it feels like deep seated. It's been here for longer than Ooh. just the start of the movie. I just thought of something sad, and so then he finds this new thing to hyperfixate on, <clears throat> and it creates a level of mania, and. So once he's able to articulate what he wants to do with his hyperfixation, that mania manifests into him um, recruiting the whole town into his own project, and then that literally blows up in his face. Bipolar depression. That's um, what I was going with. Yeah. Because by, with bipolar depression, you get this deep, low moment, and then you get mania. It, you it, high highs. And it granted, that uh, author's note, uh, Symptoms may vary depending on who you are, your chemical ba- your chemical balances and imbalances, and just how you perceive life. However, uh, from what we have seen of it, it 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 manifests in low lows and high highs usually. Yes, and so him and very often after you have a manic episode, you have this not quite not necessarily a low low, but there's this like almost equilibrium of I was I was manic and I made bad decisions while I was manic. Yeah. And that's not who I am or who I want to be. And I think when he definitely comes to that at the end when he crashes. Yeah, yeah when he During comes to What have I done? Is that the name of the song? Yes. It when he crashed the graveyard song we all yeah yeah the great um, song but he crashes and he went you also see this moment of realization of who he is because he goes i am the pumpkin king like right. i can't change who i am but i can change my surroundings and he realizes it by doing this crazy christmas thing and then he realizes oh fuck i fucked up so to me it's it's a this whole film, the, the reason, and again, the reason I like it more as an adult than I did as a child. As a child, I loved it mm-hmm. because it was a fun way to see Christmas. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but as an adult, I like it because it has so much interactions with things that it, it's so relatable. Because mm-hmm. first you have, you know, this sense of depression that unfortunately, I think nowadays a lot more people are depressed than they like to admit. Yeah. To me... It, I, I know we've all somehow had a sense of fighting a depression in one way, shape, or form in this room in particular. Oh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. so it's more relatable for me, not just because of that, because <laughs> I've also, I mean, everybody's had that depression, that sense of, my, my life literally is on repeat and I don't know how to change it. Mm-hmm. And then you have this moment where you do start changing it, like, um... And I'll admit it, like, for me, I I gotta say thanks to you, Sam, because you helped me change my life a lot. Because at, at the time when we were really starting to hang out, I was in that rut. I was like, why am I doing the same thing over and over and over again? And it really helped me that you were like, hey, you want to join my D&D group? 
That was such a. I was so nerd. I was like, all right, here we go, nerd shit. Let's go. And you were like, well, I like anime and I like alternative nerd culture. And I was like, well, this is alternative nerd culture. Hello. Let me introduce you. And it really. Will I say right now it's in the best position? No, but I'm. I mean, people go through cycles, and yeah, and friend groups go a lot through of, cycles. A lot of people try to start dealing with their mental health issues to fix them forever, and part of that process is learning that that will never, never happen. Ch- yeah, and I mean, you'll always had some some track with that mental issue. Yep, you'll always have a crash. You'll always have days that are good, days that are bad, and. Um, again, I, I gotta say thank you, because that really, at that point in my life when we met, six, six oh shit, six years ago. Liar? No. Uh, uh, you were, tw- you weren't even 21 when we met. I, no, I was always 26. What are you talking about? Disgusting. I was o- disgusting. Yeah. I, uh, I've always had this level of character development. What are you talking about? Sure. Um, I just developed more. I, yeah, no, okay, but yeah, no, even, like, as recently as this past week, I would say, for me, um, I've, this year, like, during quarantine, I really went on a kick of, I'm going to actually start improving my mental health. And, I will say categorically it has, but... Due to recent events in my personal life, um, I had a little bit of a crash. But the fact that I acknowledged that I had a crash, and that, yes, while I had been doing better and I had been feeling better, that's not always, like, and as much as you want it to always be there, Mm -hmm. you have to acknowledge that... It's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be perfect. And... The, I think personally, the, the fact that you're able to say, hey, I had a crash, and you're able to acknowledge it, and you're not letting it keep you down. Right. Like, that's the, that's the, don't wallow in it. Yeah, that's the, that's the major thing. And that's something that I, I think that movie really brought to light as an adult for me, as later on as I got into life, I'm like, holy shit, I'm, I'm depressed. I just don't know how to get out of it. And I've been taking steps to do better. And that this film really... Oh, shit. So when we speak a little too loud, the it light turns orange. 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 This is your first time seeing it, huh? I, I haven't seen it. It's always faced my room I'm before. teasing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um... I, back when that thing was facing me, I watched it like a fucking hawk, and every time it did that, I went, hmm, that's gonna hurt later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it has a red setting. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Yes, it does. Um, Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's fine. Honestly, um, next week's project before recording, if we have enough time again, might be fucking with the game. Yes. Um... But it, this movie, to me, the re- the reason it's so nostalgic and the reason I can watch it over and over again, because it helps me realize that it's, depression is not okay, I guess, but it's okay to be depressed and try to do right. better. It's okay to be, have these, men- and, and I'm not just saying depression, I'm talking about any kind of mental issue. It's okay that you have it, and it's okay to ask for help. Or, right. s- or, or. 
or look for help because at that point i think the way jack went at it is wrong but he was looking for help and the rest of the town really felt brainwashed yeah the the rest of the town didn't know how to say no jack this this isn't healthy he was surrounded by yes men yes he but i also think like even in the beginning he's like i need help and everybody didn't know how to acknowledge mental health and i think that's a very way to see our society yeah it's a very prevalent aspect of at least american society (laughs) yes we i think as society in general because most countries to this day still don't acknowledge mental health we're, the we're way it we're definitely working on it we're, it, yeah. it is a it is a learning process i know um as always most of the nordic countries are leaps and bounds ahead of us in most things um but as far as the rest of western society we are we are dragging our feet to a degree yeah. right and i mean at least the millennial gen z we're we're trying yeah. to we're trying to start that conversation we're trying to make it really more uh, Mm -hmm. prevalent. I mean, even in Starbucks today, we we saw the, hey, holidays are, they're rough. And if you have seasonal depression, which is very real, here are some hotlines, here are some, here are some positive affirmations. Yeah, Yeah, they had, they had everything. They had a, um, a Wounded Warriors one, they had the Trevor Project, they had one for general, like, just issues. They had they had like seven or eight numbers on that list. Yeah, it was it was, and they were all cut out for you to take home. You didn't even have to take a picture of it. It would literally just be shoving something in your pocket or dialing it right then and right. saving it. Yeah, like you, and that's the first time I've seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. I I think this, and I gotta admit, with the quarantine that everybody everybody uh-huh. around the world has been facing this year, has really put mental illness at the foreground because. Yeah. It has, it has made depression super prevalent. Because yeah. I'm sorry, when you can't have interaction with other people, or you have interaction with people who are just like, eh. And that's, and that's how I see Jack. He had interaction with people who didn't want to acknowledge. He didn't, he he had, didn't really have interactions with people. He had... Hero worship. I would call yeah. the, his interactions with the town people hero worship. Yeah, and the the few interactions he had with the non-general townspeople, dropped. like um, the mayor or the professor, he was still seen as the you know person to turn to. He yeah. was like with the with the mayor, it was very much an idealized coworker, uh-huh. and with the professor, I would say it's like a favorite son, or maybe even like a favorite colleague. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah, he, he was. I think. I think the the professor might have actually been the one person he was on the most even footing ground with. Right. But even in that sentence, they didn't hang out much. No. Right, because he's like, "Oh, Jack, my boy, what brings you over to my tower?" Kind of energy. Yeah. Yes. I think verbatim, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, this film has definitely a lot of undertones of this, these issues that we're mm-hmm. seeing, particularly now in in the this year yeah because it's so prevalent for a lot of people and um i'm gonna go ahead and say this now i'm gonna tweet out a bunch of mental health hotlines yes. just because of this Especially- conversation and holidays are rough i'm oh god yes and i and i i'm gl- if you guys have happy relationships with your family i'm so happy treasure it 
relish in it. Let us know how it feels. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but for those of you who have rough relationships with your family, and not just, you know, your extended family, but your immediate family as well, we're here for you. We know how it feels. You're, you're not alone. You're not you're, alone. You're not alone. It's it's hard, it, especially the holidays. If you're if you're by yourself, it's really rough to experience a joyful time of year mm-hmm. by yourself. I mean, yeah, my brother was even talking about how he, how he missed us, and I mean, my my family's not the most affectionate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, um, but it's it's impacting quarantine is impacting all of us and it's okay to acknowledge that you're not okay yeah yeah and it's also okay to lean on those around you if you know if 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 someone around you cares about you they want you to be doing good they want to help you they like no matter what your brain says if they're considering you a friend if oh let me rephrase if you are considering them a friend and would go to any lengths to help them it's mirrored like yes. you you need to expect your friends to give you what you would give them because inequivocally they will. Yeah. And reaching out is hard. Admitting you have a problem is hard. Admitting you have an issue is hard and it's mm-hmm. okay. It's okay to admit that you're not perfect and even though society wants you to be. And not even just that not knowing what's wrong is also okay. Oh, yes. It, it not was... like not knowing exactly what's wrong, but knowing something's off is still a valid reason to talk to someone about what's up, even if it's not a therapist. Right. Not it, it can help you get to the bottom of stuff and at least get a game plan going of like what's up without, you know, leaving you to just wallow in lost territory forever. Mhm. It it took a long time to be able to put a name to it mm-hmm. for for me i mean and i would generally just say i have general depression and anxiety but mm-hmm. like my family and my circle of people growing up didn't talk about mental Yo. health oh period, yeah full no stop. we uh, like i think my family didn't really start a- acknowledging mental health until a major event happened in my family mm-hmm. um, a huge event and we were forced to accept mental health yeah and i'm glad we were because four out of the five of us grew mm-hmm. <laughs> and da, 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 da. fun yeah. facts um rock but, fact <laughs> rock fact um but i think as you know this if you guys ever you just just want to tweet at us too or send something we are also here you know to try to be supportive we will definitely try to find you contact with someone that can help you better Mm -hmm. or if we have time just talk you through some shit like yeah dms are open yeah our, our our dms are open we are mostly sympathetic people we 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 pretend to be aloof and wacky (laughs) but we will if we if we can't help you the way that you need help we can definitely try to direct you in the right direction well a hotline or or a hotline or get you to links 
I, I know there's a great link, and I'll send you the link so you can sure. post it. Uh, particularly to. in our area here in Georgia that, I got to admit, um, helped my brother a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's something... I'll send this over to Sam as well. There's a... Um, there are a couple of websites that you can go to. Personally, I don't like phone calls, but there are websites that you can go to to chat about the same stuff that you would call in for. Or there's a there's a, a web page. It's like uh, hold my baggage or something, and basically you just you go in as either a um, as a holder or as someone with baggage. You say your shit, and then you're just linked up with someone who's just like, hey man, what's up? And you just explain your shit, and they just yeah. kind of sit there and go, damn, I. And you just kind of talk about it with a stranger for a little bit, and the it sounds stupid, but. Sometimes you get matched up with, like, someone who knows just the right thing to say to you at just that moment. Yeah. And if all you need is that one push in that moment, it's worth looking for. So, to try to liven up our conversation. Do we have anything else to talk about? Fandom. Ooh, so I see we're starting the uh, prejudging. Prejudging, so fandom. Um, anything? Yeah, so I looked into the fandom as much as I could over the week. Um, I saw a lot of cosplay. I saw a lot of people showing off their, um, uh, makeup skills. Oh, yes. God, yes. Some people can do some really bomb-ass stuff with, uh, with just makeup, not even prosthetics. I've seen an amazing Sally where, yeah. like, oh, yeah. it looked mm-hmm. amazing. The, the, the creativity in the community is pretty, pretty sweet. Um, fan art kind of like it's not that none of it's bad it's just usually the same shit it's it's jack and it's sally, sally. It's i jack saw and sally i saw one that was like it was it was actually kind of funny and it's a little it's a little on the less safer work variety but it was funny so i'm saying it um it was sally drawn in a like pseudo anime style and she was like she it, like as you scroll down she has like her leg up in a really awkward position and I was like oh dear god what am I gonna see and you scroll down and the leg has fallen off and she's holding it there <laughs> and there's just leaves <laughs> and it was actually pretty fucking funny but I did also see some not safe for work shit it's specifically oh. involving Jack and Sally so uh, I've seen some good fan <laughs> art of um Oogie Boogie. Ooh. Ooh, there's so much good fan art about Oogie Boogie. Um, yes. There's Oogie sauce. Boogie has his own following. Honestly. He has his own little subculture. Side note, can I just bitch about this for two seconds? Why does every retailer think that Oogie Boogie is green? Because during his villain song, he's like... He, but neon the dark. I know, but if, if, the, if the toy or item does not glow... Okay, I agree with you on that. I Thank think you. he should be like, you he know that like semi translucent, yeah, that semi translucent like kind of clear plastic that like um, pale. I don't even care about that. I'm I am and glow green. He's a he's a burlap sap. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I I am bitching about the fact that if he's not glowing, he shouldn't be green. Um, and there's green mugs. There's green T-shirts. I could go on. We're gonna continue. In recent retail has no rights. <laughs> years, um, Tim Burton has had a little bit of discourse specifically over a more recent movie, um, P- Pedigree, Pe- Peregrine's <laughs> Home for Particular Children? Yes. Yeah. Miss Penegras. Um, Pen- Pen- Something like that. Yes. I've read the book. I was about to drink that. I'm, I read the book. 
And let me just say, Tim Burton did the book a disservice by not making Jacob, Jacob, and a Jewish. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. We're character. not. We're not discussing that right but now. That's a whole other. That's did a whole. You look other, it up. I did. Okay. I did and not know so, that was a Tim Burton movie though. He he directed it. I think. If she looked it up, we can talk about um, it. I yeah. did. I did. I did. Miss. That was my only issue with talking about it before, is mm, that we didn't have. Um, I looked it up. And so hold up, let me. Yeah, director Tim Burton. No, oh, I didn't know that. He directed it, and the major criticism of that film was that Samuel L. Jackson plays the only villain, and that was the first time a person of color had a major feature role in his films. Hmm. Or at least according to the article I read. Mm-hmm. And when confronted about it by news people and, you know, people on Twitter, he was like, oh, I don't think diversity is important. And hiring people just because they're of color is a disservice to the art community. Kind of energy. Gosh, wouldn't it be cool if we just hired people based on how good they could do the job? Yeah. Um, personally, Tim Burton's an asshole. Mm-hmm. I, from what I've, I've heard, I know it's not all true, but, um, he's got a good eye for directing. I don't know how he is personally. And in, in my, in my opinion, and I'll be quick, I promise. Mm -hmm. If the dude can't pick another headline actor for most of his good movies. Oh my God, he needs to stop with Johnny Depp. He cannot be that good of a person if only one main dude is willing to work with him repeatedly. Well, and even Johnny Johnny Depp and uh, his now ex-wife, I think, I think they broke up. They've Um, been split up for like five, like six years. She hasn't been, I think they split up right after um, he did Sweeney Todd because she hasn't been in any of his films afterwards. She was like, you need to stop pairing me with your best friend. It's getting weird. It's oh, been God, weird for like yes. three films now. Mm-hmm. I don't mind working with Johnny Depp. Well, I don't know her. at the From the article I remember reading. She's like, I don't mind working with Johnny Depp, but this is getting weird. Can we get back on topic? Yes. So, um, <laughs> fan fiction. Yeah. Fandom. Oh, fan fiction. Fandom. We were, we were on the fandom. Yeah, we but were. No, no, no. I was, so, Johnny Depp. They're not Johnny Depp. Um, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Semi canceled. Yeah. I I would think so. I I mean I I don't think he's come up with what? anything yeah. new. Yeah. Either. I don't think I've he's... not heard a lot from him in a while. I think the last thing he did was Alice in Wonderland. The, like the second ago. one. Let me just look on his IMDb real fast. Oh, he looks gross. Oh, uh, he's always looked he? gross. He looks he crusty. Looks, he seriously looks mm. like his wife though. His ex wife. I mean, but look at her. She looks so charming and like. She's okay. Oh no! And I mean, we she get it. One. You're a lesbian. First of all, I'm bi. I'm teasing. Don't no bi erasure in this household. Says the person who tried to say uh, Ju- uh, Tulio and uh, Miguel were gay instead of bi. Yep. I fucking bi erasure. Bi erasure. Bi erasure. They're bi as fuck. Um, <laughs> the fuck are you doing? She's I keep it. trying to move. I, I Okay. Okay. So he's produced a few things. No, you might be right. Apparently he directed Dumbo. Oh, that movie sucked. It that bombed. Apparently Beetlejuice 2 is in the works. 
hey, don't touch your shit that was kind of good. I have actually not seen Beetlejuice, but it sounds like a good premise. The, the, I remember the liking bops. it. The remember. musical does have some bops. It also gets into a weird track. It also diverges from the original plot, as I understand yeah. it. I don't... Uh. Um, we'll discuss that when it comes to it. Is that on our list? I think so. If not, I'll add it. Um, but yeah, that's the... Uh, fandom. Back to the fandom. We were talking about the fandom. Sorry. Sorry. Um, no, it, it, it's cool. I, but... And, and I under, we, we did kind of... We, we, we put it on hold because of what happened. I get you. Yeah. Um, thank you for looking it up. Yes, oh, thank yeah. you. Because if it needs to be said, it needs to be said. It needs to be said. <laughs> yeah. um, so as far as the fandom goes, I mean, I've seen from... Ev- most of the fandom is based on Jack and Sally. Fan art, I've seen some bomb-ass um, lock shock and barrel oh god yeah the uh, like okay so either you have the straights who cling to jack and sally like they're water to a dying horse or you have the gays who cling to lock shock and barrel like and they're Oogie a Boogie. dying horse okie boogie is it's like everybody it's a, everyone loves okie boogie okay. yeah everybody everybody loves he's Oogie the gambling boogeyman he don't play fair i don't think i've ever seen like any fan art from any other characters mm-hmm. besides like general scene shots yeah yeah, yeah. and the background it's kind of like in the movie yeah they uh, but like yeah i've seen like um screenshot redraws and i wish like i had mm-hmm. the name of these three people i met at dragon con two years well we didn't go this year so last year <sighs> so sad i know <laughs> but um if you by any chance i will give you the picture because i think they did a bomb ass um cosplay Mm -hmm. i took their picture i i don't know their names because i just took their picture um okay we will we will ask the internet to do its thing and find us these people and because i want to give them credit i want to give them some credit because they did an amazing if their costumes at dragon con were pretty legit uh they were probably entering the contest or, or at the very and, least yeah. a photo shoot. I'll have an Instagram probably. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure they did. And you know, I that is last year Dragon Dragon Con had a lot of Man, I had so many plans for Dragon Con this year and COVID nineteen, you fucked me up. COVID nineteen gonna... fucked everybody up. What are we Curse talking about? You COVID nineteen <laughs> <laughs> This is where I would put my social life if I had one. And here's where I put cosplaying with my friends for the first time in forever. I know. You can't want to. I'm so mad that we couldn't do that. I was going to go to a con, like, legitimately for the first time. I'm so angry. I was going to go to Pride for the first time. Fuckers. This was the first year in almost ten years that I actually had friends to cosplay with and series that we both liked. Oh, that's actually pretty legit. Aw. So, and it was taken from me by a fucking microbe. I know, it's... And an idiot in a toupee. He didn't help. I mean, I... It still would have been canceled, but he didn't help. Yeah. Well, probably, yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. it would have been... I was gonna be like, well, no. The crowds, like, I'm sorry. You're shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way you can properly social distance a con. 
but God no. The the fan fictions definitely a lot a lot of them are Sa- Jack and Sally. I've seen a couple fan fictions where it's alternative universes where Jack actually goes into Valentine's Day or uh, goes into Valentine's Day was not good. I'm not surprised. Valentine's Day is for the straights by the straights. Was not good. And it um, usually ends up being more distress that from at least what I've seen. I've never had think, an SO for Valentine's Day. I think it would Day. be fun to um to see him in Thanksgiving land because what the fuck is he going to do? Fight giant turkeys? <laughs> what is there a turkey? Is um, he going to is he going to become a pilgrim and just fucking do the pilgrim shit? I have seen also um fan fictions of uh crossovers where I'm not surprised. Yes. This strikes me as a fandom that does a lot oh, of crossover tell me, work. Tell me please, Myra. Goddess of fandom. Goddess of or goddess, goddess of, of she fanfic. can be goddess of fandom, I'll be god of fandom. We'll share the title. You yep. need a new title. Goddess of god mm, Demigod. God. Work on it. <laughs> we're workshopping workshopping the third, but we're we're ascending to God status. Um Tell me that one of the crossovers was with, um, oh no, what's it called? Gu- um, Guardians. Guardians. <gasps> oh. So they did a crossover with the Santa Claus. Okay, that's what I wanted! <laughs> and, okay, I I didn't read this one. Uh-huh. I, I saw, like, a quick crossover thing, and, of course, when I wanted to go read it, I couldn't find it again, and I was like super pissed. It's somewhere out Lies there. I've the seen. There we go. Yeah, it's it's out there, but I couldn't find it at the time when I wanted to reread it. But I'm pretty sure you know with those dumb ass elves. <laughs> I hope no one asked you. <laughs> she up. would. Do you want me to put you on blast? Do you want you to put me on? You want me to put you on blast? Because I have your entire Spotify history up right now. Take it back by Jimmy Buffett. When Stallone hits the drums by James Buffett. I just want to be a bembo. It's just funny. But. um, Sorry. Her, her Google put her on blast. <laughs> yes, they. Yes, it did. Um, but I, I did not read it, so I'm not going to say I know what the story is about. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I did see that there was a crossover. I, I will if we ever come across it again. I we can post it to give the author credit. Um, but I I would think it's it'd be bombass because first of all that Santa Claus won't take shit. That Santa Claus will not take shit. And those elves though, them that, elves. That Santa Claus was a fucking barbarian that took tavern brawler and did not did not skip a step. I love that fucking movie too. That movie slaps. The fact that everyone obsesses over the twink that is Jack Frost is not unpredictable, oh, but so it could use some flavor. They, we should do this one because I have some comments about the fandom. I was in this fandom. Rise of the Guardians? Rise of the Guardians. I've Listen, been in the crossover I was, fandom. I was Rise of the Brave Tangled Dragons. Frozen and uh, Rise of the Guardians. Okay, that, that's, 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 that's the that's straight shit. Rise... I am sorry. Okay. I, oh, no, 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 no. I am. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was very <laughs> animositous. And I do apologize. But Don't also, forget, you're... I am straight. Sure. 
I was like, did you? Ish, mostly. Anyway. But again, fandom. It The fandom's real. It's still alive. It's oh God, very yeah. much oh, alive. Yes. And even though it's a cult classic, like, newer people are finding this shit. And they're going, ugh. Look, when I found out that this movie did not come out in the mid-2000s, I was so shook. <laughs> and I cannot imagine that other people who also lack the ability to go to www.google.com and watch this movie when it comes on on Cartoon Network or some shit. It's owned by Disney now, so maybe not. Oh, but like, it's always been owned by re- Disney. Whatever. When they turn on the TV as a kid and watch this movie, they might also think stop motion is essentially timeless at this point. We do it mm-hmm. nowadays as like a novelty. It's not just a staple of past. It's done now for arts, for the sake of art, not for the sake of necessity. Right. So, like, someone could watch that movie and make the same assumption or even a more recent assumption. And, like, it's not, it's stop motion, but it's not claymation. And that was something yeah, so we had to. Did I say claymation? No, 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 no. 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 You said stop uh, motion. You said stop motion. Because I love claymation. This is not claymation. Claymation is a delightful art form. Yes. But uh, that was something we actually had to look up. It was... Not claymation. Not claymation. It's actually puppets that they made. Which final? Oh, go oh, ahead. Final fun fact for me. Okay. For Jack, mm-hmm. um, they had to actually make four hundred mm-hmm. different faces to be able to ex- yeah. show his expressions throughout the film. Right. Yeah, and I would also like to say, um, in rewatching the movie, you can definitely tell that they did not use clay because. The, the, rigi- the yeah yeah the rigidity of dolls versus the malle- the malleability of clay are two very distinct textures mm-hmm. and, and they oh. did not vibe like no. in, if you think about claymation and then rewatch the movie it, it's it's pretty obvious that they used a different style and not to say it's bad it just when I I in my brain had said ah yes claymation when I first saw it as like a kid and going back. And having that, oh, is that not claymation? I was shook. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and for me, and this may have been just a product of the time and the budget constra- constraints and everything else, I do generally prefer claymation oh, over yeah. the puppets that they used because it, for me, it feels like you can get more personality and more fluidity mm-hmm. throughout the film. Um, For me, I... I... I liked it just because you. S- it's different. I'll give it it's that. Very oh, no, no, no. It's very different. It it feels more artistic mm-hmm. than for cla- sure. Clay because claymation has its own beauty. I'm not gonna hate on claymation because claymation is very good. Mm-hmm. It has its own beauty, but to me, this the the fact that they use puppets felt a little more. Even though they were more rigid, they felt a little more human-like. That's fair. And I will say this, it worked very well with the story they were telling. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, That's not not to hate on the work and effort and talent that went into that film. That was just Mm -hmm. a personal preference. Final facts. Oh. No, go. Okay. Final facts. No. Fucking final thoughts. I don't know how to speak. Um, I guess... I will go first tonight uh, because I called final thoughts. Mm-hmm. The court's in session. The court is in session. Welcome to the courts. Um, I will give this one a yes. Uh, even though 
the um, animation style is, you know, different than what you'd expect from stop motion. Because I feel like stop motion, uh, I feel like claymation is kind of a staple for the genre. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though it's different, I feel like it's good. It's fun. Even if you don't necessarily enjoy the, um, the plot that it follows, the music is worth it. The minor characters are worth it. Like, Lock, Shock, and Barrel, worth the whole movie. Add Oogie Boogie, (laughs) add Oogie Boogie, I'll watch that shit, I'll watch that shit. We on it. Absolutely. Um, So I'm giving it a yes. I would say yes. It's not as good as I remember, I will say that. Um, But it has an element of nostalgia I'm not super into Christmas. I'll probably keep saying that throughout the coming months. Coming month. month? Yeah. Um, But it's a good way to help you transition and get into the festive season. So, yes. Um, It's definitely a yes for me. I mean, you've heard how many freaking times I've seen this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But to me, it's not just a sense of nostalgia. It's... you can learn from this movie through the different aspects of it and i think it's a timeless movie because even though it was made in the 90s like you said you had that feeling that it was made in the recent 2000s it's a timeless movie because of the way it was made i'm actually sort of glad tim burton didn't actually direct it I feel like it would have been a very different movie i think it would have been a very different movie Mm -hmm. i i would admit it is very much a Tim Burton feel, feel to it because of the art style. Mm-hmm. But the the way it was directed, I really enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. The soundtrack is bomb. I, I mean, I can't, I can't hate on that soundtrack. I, Dude, from October, thir- October 1st <laughs> till December 31st, I will be listening to the... Um, Halloween, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack. I, I'll be honest, I at least listen to it once a week. Oh, no, I mean, sure, it, it, the soundtrack not only slaps, but goes way harder than it had any right to. Danny Elfman was, did an excellent job composing for the film, and I will say this, the whole, um, accompaniment like the the background music and how they staged the the puppets in conjunction oh, yeah. was so good it felt almost um fluid ballet like which was because i don't for those of you who may not know you know ballet and dance and that kind of storytelling the movements accompany it or you you choreograph your movements to the music and there's a very specific way you do that, and it's not very... I don't have the language to articulate that, especially since it's been so long since I've danced, but it was very well done. Yes. So, court is closed. Is that a full yes? Three that, yeses. It is, in fact, a full yes. So definitely worth a watch. <clears throat> All right. So should we tell them the surprise for next week? Yes. yes! So, next week we are going to be doing something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. We will be posting a YouTube video. Ooh. Um, so Tell us get more. To, you'll get to see our faces. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Love that. Yay. I'm going to have to fix my hair. It looks so gross right now. 
Um, You're telling me. I have a fucking... You have a little weird flip. <laughs> You've got this little, like... Yeah. Um, <laughs> welcome to my hair out of the hat. <laughs> so, instead of doing a mu- movie review or discussing... I wouldn't even say we're doing reviews anymore. We're really just discussing the movies. Yeah, I kind of like it, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it, I, but I feel like every instead podcast of doing, goes through... Hold on. Now I have two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I did. I looked over and went... They multiplied... <laughs> So, instead of doing a talk of movies, a discussion of a film, we are actually going to be playing board games. Yeah. And so, it will also be posted on Spotify, Mm -hmm. just the sound, so you guys will... I mean, you you can listen to us play board games, games. but we will also be posting it on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, We may do this sporadically... Um, this is periodically. Yes, thank you. I got you. Periodically, words can be hard sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I was also gonna say sporadically because we won't do it very often. I feel like for us, this is kind of a break. We've been like, I know, I know, we are but a baby uh, podcast right now, but we have been. We all work full time jobs outside of this, as well as like D and D and stuff, and we have been watching only stuff for the podcast since episode one more or yeah. less yeah i haven't really watched anything outside of mm-hmm. well i've I been have trying because listen... my family's been yeah yeah i've been but... trying to listen to more mabim bam but like it is hard to stay on top of like it's hard to stay on top of other things that we yeah. enjoy that's mm-hmm. probably so, why i've fallen behind yeah, in madness and, and also it's the holidays yeah so we wanted <laughs> to do something special and we hope you guys like low it. Stress. Yeah, low stress. Low stress. Low stress. Especially because it's so close to fucking Christmas, and it's fun, 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 fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're recording this on December fifth. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. This way we get a little bit of a break to lead into what we have in store for the rest of December, and then we get to bring in the new year with you guys for the first time. Yay! I'm, I'm really excited. I hope you guys have been enjoying us thus far. I know this isn't like a mid-roll or anything. But... No, no, no. But Not yet. <laughs> Yay! Hopefully you like the board games. If you guys would like to see more of that, we, we might make we can, more we of can an arrange effort. more. If, yeah. if, if it turns out that a lot of people like the board game stuff, uh, we might just become a board game podcast. Hey, you guys want to talk about Catan? I'm I mean, it's kidding. fun. I don't want to play you with mean, that, though. You mean Settlers of Catan? I don't know. Catan? Catan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Whatever. fucked it up in some degree and I'm fine with Dude. it. Dude. All right. So, um, yeah. but yeah, we, we will announce what board game we're playing once we decide what board game we're we may, playing. Yeah. We've got a couple options. <laughs> a couple? Have you seen my brother's fucking selection? Yeah, I know. It's I mean, scary. I have this cool game. It, two of us are ex-baristas. I have this cool game called Barista where you pretend to be a barista and it's very high stress. I don't want that back you in my to, life. You get to pay to fix the espresso machine out of your own tips. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, no. With that being said. Oh, shit. We've rotated our positions. Ah, we've had our snacks. We've said our facts. We told you why you should watch that. See you next week. See you next week.